and we are back coming to you live from the Urban Fly Company studios and live from Jay's house and live from Mark's house and live from Jace's house and next time you hear us we will be back with the entire crew coming live from their houses Okay, <laughs> yeah, we're rolling, guys. <laughs> so, hey, tonight's show has been brought to us by Predator Fly Gear. Check them out at PredatorFlyGear.com. A-Rex Hooks. Oh, freshwater, saltwater. Check out A-Rex Hooks, Sims Fishing. Find all your out-there products at SimsFishing.com. Yeti coolers. Find them at Yeti.com. Hey, why not? Check them out at their app, The Dock. And while you're at it, go buy uh, some A-Rex hooks from QueenCityGuiding.com. And uh, Predator, Predator Fly Gear. Get you a nice face mask for the, the Holocaust we're living in. <laughs> hey. But no, check them out. PredatorFlyGear.com. All kind of sun stuff. Gets you ready for the spring. And maybe the sun will actually come out if we get ready for it. And check out tonight's guest, River Tactical Flies at rivertacticalflies.com for anything you want in the Loon product line. So uh, Ellis got it all, and uh, he's going to tell us all about it tonight. Um, but, hey boys, we've done a lot of fishing since the last time we've been together. Uh, who Who's done oh, the most? Uh, who's done the most? Who wants to talk about the most? <laughs> Jace, go ahead. <laughs> I've just been uh, fishing for Jason always wants to talk mainly, the most. I guess I'm going to the lakes a lot, but that's been going quite slow. Uh, not much of a warm up since this cold weather kicked back in, so a little shut down to the crappie and walleye fishing from shore. But outside of that, went and did you know some regular stock trout fishing. Uh, that was actually pretty slow fish were constantly on the bugs on top of the water was nothing I could do. Right. You know, when you take the streamer box and they're coming up and eating mayflies all over the place. That's tough, man. I saw a mayfly popping off the pond today. Dude, they were, they were so keyed in on them through this one hole. There was, I couldn't pull a fish. Were they, were they mayflies or were they caddis, Jay? <clears throat> I think they were mayflies. <laughs> Didn't look like a streamer, so I don't know. <laughs> were, were they big clumsy bugs? Were they big clumsy bugs, or did they like fly like they knew what they were doing? They were all over the water, man. They they were popping up and down, so they were probably that. They sounds like a cat. Didn't do much. Yeah, they didn't do a whole lot of flying. They were just getting fucking eight, 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 like constant. I'm I'm telling you. You know, if you watch the water for two minutes, you've seen 10 rises. Easy. If so. you would have had a caddis larva, you'd have probably done pretty well. Oh, I, I was trying to look through my box, but I had zero little stuff on me. I'm like, ah. So I told my buddy, he was just, you know, spinning gear fishing. I was like, I don't know what the hell's going to work. He had a joke fly on. I was like, man, this kind of sucks because of what we're doing isn't going to get touched, you know? And uh, 
I was like, change it up. I don't know what to throw. He's like, how about this jig? I was like, it's worth a try. He puts this big honk and like plastic look fish looking minnow on. Boom, he's hooked up like third cast with the eighteen inch brown. Was it chartreuse? Oh yeah, it was. It yeah. was. Caddis larva, man. <laughs> yeah. A, a large caddis yeah. larva. Like larva it, was up to the top. it was a it really was a pretty Really pretty fish for being a stalker, man. Didn't have no imperfections. But uh, is his biggest trout by far, probably in the 18, 19 inch range. It's a good one. Uh, yeah, outside of that, I don't know. Is water water's been good everywhere. The creeks were low. They were fishable. Had you know decent amount of water in them. But we're fishing over fish stocked fish wise that are what, two weeks of being pestered without any fish added. So the, the, the fish have definitely seen it. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. It, it's like mid-season now for trout fishing. Yeah, they're going to add some new ones for make it a little easier here this week. Maybe. Are they doing that? Are they doing the second stocking yet? Yeah, they, they, they can't keep those fish, but I'd imagine there was no way that they could have put them all out. Like, oh, let's get this done. There's just no way. That would take so many man hours. You know what I mean? Well, they blast them all in at once, and then they only have to do it once and don't have to come back to a stream. That yeah, was, from what well, that's yeah, what I heard. Do it once. No, I don't I don't think that's even possible. That that can't even be possible why because them trucks, you why, know what I mean? They, they only no, hold not? so many fish, and, and them guys try to do like area by area so i'm sure they I do just, but jace they were trying not to come back to areas so they're doing no they were trying they're doing the this full, is the reason there's no stocking schedule is so you're not going to show up and help i know but they're trying to do the full amount that one stream is supposed to get in one lump sum rather yeah, that's than what I heard from a guy on sandy as well chad yeah rather so they than miss... a guy local there and he said they triple stocked that bridge and and that, that was what it was getting. But there was a lot of fish there. Right and that's what's that getting bridge. for the year. If, if that's the case, then they should just not have a trout permit in Pennsylvania because that's that's a waste. They already took, you know, everybody's first day away from them. And, and then if that they're not going to put any more fish in, places I fish seemed like they didn't have the, but, you know. But there's so many other there places. there were that many fish, we would catch them at an amazing rate, don't you think? But there's so many other places to fish. You don't need a trout permit to actually fish and catch trout. You know what I mean? It's not. That thing's only for stock trout. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, you can't you can't go fish any approved trout water without that, yeah, that ticket. You know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying. But you can go fish wild trout. Put your boots on, man. Go catch them. You could do it 365 days a year. What did you say? Wild trout. Yeah, wild trout, man. Uh, I I don't live on that side of Pennsylvania. I live all the way from everything that's mountainous. I I don't know what to tell you, man. <laughs> unless in, unless I want to go step on Jason's toes. Jace, ten minutes. From Jace, us. you live seven <laughs> minutes from me. It's not. Well, it's an. I know it's you an live... hour drive for me to do any real trout fishing. You, Forty-five you, minutes at the closest. You live across a, a theoretical border, which is the Ohio-Pennsylvania border, but you live seven minutes from me, man. I know. I paid seventy. <laughs> it's probably a little further than seven. I'd probably say it's like eleven minutes. 
Oh, it's fucking Christ, Jason. Me and Chad live rather close, but anything past that is far. <laughs> it is, dude. Oh, like, Jay- just like if you had to drive to Youngstown, you'd be like, what the hell? Jay and I are going to get in a fist fight tomorrow. I'm sure about it. <laughs> we're Why going- you live too close? No, we're going musky fishing. And uh, he has to drive all the way to my house. He's going to be awesome. Oh, dude, come on. I'm on the way there. I told him there's no bitching. I'm, I'm, he has to drive to my house. I'm driving. So he has to drive seven minutes. I get to drive an hour. And then there's no bitching. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, that's fair, though. <laughs> I'm getting the finger over Zoom. I love it. I wish people could see this. I wish we could video or Zoom chat <laughs> in a Facebook Live it. So, uh, Mark, you've done a little bit of fishing. Yeah. You've uh, you've been relatively successful. Uh, Jay and I have done a little bit of the yeah, same yeah. style of fishing. So, what have you done that's different than Jace, and you've been relatively successful doing it? Well, the last couple weeks have been pretty much steady musky. So I think probably what since last time we talked of three, four trips out. We talked about that trip with Jay and I, right? Uh, we got the small mouth. Yes. Yeah. But regardless, uh, after that, we spent a full day with uh, G Money. He goes, going to be fishing with soon, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Just a couple hours. Yeah. Uh, so we spent a whole day out. It was relatively unproductive that day. We started about seven mark fish throughout the day, but just couldn't get nothing to activate. Just talk, but, your, uh, talk about yourself in the third person. Huh? Just talk about yourself in the third person. No, did I? Yeah, you said mark oh. fished all day. We marked fish. Oh, I thought you said mark fished all day. <laughs> no, no, no. We, <laughs> we, marked, we marked fish all day. So when we stayed on them, and it's just about 5.30, 6 o'clock, I... Turn back to say something to Scott, and all I see is like a third of the fish out of the water. Kind of gave him like, the, "What's going on there?" And fish missed a fly, and that was it. Didn't see nothing else. So and that was a full day of nothing. Uh, shot back up a few days later, and took Michael up. So that was a good time. Got him out for a little bit. He got the cast for muskie again. But when we got there, it's. Yeah, like that was that snowstorm. So we had like hail and sideways snow. So we got there. He's like, we just kind of dropped down below. Maybe we're we're out of the wind for a little bit. So we kind of tucked down underneath. Uh, eh, maybe an hour and a half or two. So we got back up top about seven o'clock, ten fifteen cast in. He snagged on a rock. He's over kind of messing around with it. And I'm stripping probably 20 foot in front of him, kind of like diagonal right at him. Brought down in the water. Fish got tight. Gave it a couple good strips. Felt head shaking. Started running with it. Stripped the fish back into 10 foot. Came up. At that point, I started yelling for him to come get the net. Fish gets to the top. You get this. It was a good one. One of the better fish this year. Kind of get quick. Body roll, head shake, hook out. Don't know what the heck happened. That one stung. Man, that hurts. Mm-hmm. So that was Wednesday. Didn't see anything else. It just kind of kept 
pretty much blowing 20 mile an hour winds and snowing the rest of the night. Uh, I got back out yesterday. Didn't G Money catch one with you since we've talked last? No. He did get one, yes. No. I was not with him, though. Didn't he get one with you since we've talked last? No. We, ta- we talked about that one? Am I, am I forgetting something? I think you are. He put one in your boat. Yeah, we talked about that one. We did? Yeah, it was a couple. That was a few weeks ago. We talked about that one. Uh, I hate this, guys. I hate not seeing you guys weekly and remembering things. I'm sorry. And it's yeah. been a while since we've seen each other. Or even talked. You know, it's been two weeks. Yeah, it has. So, where are we at? Saturday. Saturday kind of shifted game plan a little bit. Because we had a north, uh, was it northwest wind. So rather than sitting back on the bottom where we had been and kind of getting the brunt of that wind, went the whole way to the top northwest side, fishing up in the shallow water. So we're kind of scooting across first thing in the morning. It started right at light. And it's like, oh, no, three to maybe four foot. And then you kind of hit like a quick little drop. Temp went up, stopped right there, made 10 casts, hook landed a fish. Maybe low 30s. I'm like, all right, well, this is kind of nice. Marked fish for another solid 40 minutes all around. You can, I mean, just fish everywhere. And then everything disappeared. Went up in tight, went back out deep, followed bait, did everything. Could not find nothing again. That looks funny that part. Lake, that looks weird. Is that man. the lake where you and Jason were fishing? Yeah. Yep. And here's something we talked about before, and I'm going to hit on it again because I still don't 100% know. But, like I said, I set into that fish well, kept the rod down, full tension, everything the whole time. I mean, that fish spit the hook with tension. We talked about, like, them heavier gauge hooks. Now, that fly was tied on, was like more of a heavier saltwater hook because I was looking for the depth with it. But it had that bigger shank on it. That bigger, heavier gauge. Goes so in probably, and comes right back out. That's just one thing. It's so probably like, I don't know. Maybe it's like an arrow. You hit them hard, but you cause, a you know, such a hole where it could just fall out. I mean, right after that, probably an hour later, I snagged and lost that fly. Retied the same exact thing, but went to a uh, TP610 and a 4 out. That fish ate that fly first thing Saturday. And I mean, it, no, it's, it stuck well. Yeah, you had to demolish the fly to get the hook out. I did, bad. Now I, I ended up turning it into a pike fly, though. Put a whole new set of eyes and lost some feathers. Oh, you did uh, revamp that, that single fly? Yeah, I ended up having to revamp that one. Sounds like all the flies that you guys gave me, that's what I've been doing lately, tying them, cut, cutting their heads off, Chad. I mean, you guys, and tying them over. Hey man, good. I, I'm glad because I've I've cut some hybrids on my flies this year. <laughs> not, nothing's getting wasted, man. That bucktail, a lot of that stuff could still be reused. You know, it, some of it gets a little shitty. Maybe it, you know, it gets some angles to it or, or rounded off. But a lot of that stuff, man, got to get reused on clousers and and smaller flies. You know. Yeah, man. I hear you, dude. I've been going. Through, I've been going through some bucktail 
this week. I've been tying the shank flies. I I went out and swim swam test them earlier today. I don't know if I like them or not because uh, I'm I'm running a single hook and it like Bone was talking about two weeks ago, and I think that hook's getting fucking uh, just all caught up in the the material up in the the front of the shank. I don't I don't know if I like it very much. Is the hook hanging behind it? Is that what you're saying? I I split ring a hook onto the the joint in between shanks. You know, like the shank is hoop to hoop, and I split ring a hook onto one of those hoops. So when you're so your hook's just moving so much, it's catching around everything. Yeah, so it's it's coming up and getting caught up in there. I mean, it, it should be dangling like on a Rapala, but instead of being a, a hardwood uh, lure like a Rapala is, this is hair. So I think it's just getting tangled and caught up in there. Uh, Trim the whole bottom out. Fuck that, man. I put too much time in this. <laughs> I'm going to hang troubles off of it. You can make it a slider. You could just glue the bottom, cut the whole bottom flat. Fuck that noise. Like I said, for real, I'm going to hang troubles off of it and not think twice about it. But uh, for hanging singles, I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. I don't know. I don't think there's any sort of advantage to it. Do you guys? So your your hooks are forward facing still with the single hooks? You got those facing like front? Or yeah. I made, hook then? I made sure they're facing or they're. They're keeled so they face forward and not facing back into the, the belly of the the, the fly. But gotcha. but still they're they're just down there dangling. They can do whatever the fuck they want. I I really think that a, a double or a, a treble hook would be a better option for that that style of fly. Well, have you seen the split rings that are more oval shaped? I put them on, man. That's that's what I have. Oh, they're like egg, more egg shaped, like yeah, they're oval on each end, I guess. They're they're not a circle, they're an oval. Yeah, it looked like a like a O, like a digit, I guess. Like like an oval. Huh. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, like oh, an oval. I wonder why they didn't sit more flat. You know what I mean? I I don't know. They they might hang down while you're stripping a fly, but I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna let Jay throw one for a while tomorrow while I'm rowing. Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, he doesn't mess anything up. Like I said, at least so. I, I like the free hook that the fish can't even yeah. use as a a pry. You know what I mean? It's if it's moving, I can't do anything with it to pry or turn on it. Yeah. So, like I said, I I might put a treble on it. I'm I'm not here. I'm not about oh, it. Here's, the, you, I, I here's the happy medium, the Chad. You got to put the treble on and clip one off. Fuck that. Uh, if I'm put trouble on, I'm put trouble on. <laughs> yeah, but I'm I'm saying I know for a fact that the double hook loses less fish than the triple hook because of what Jay was exactly mentioning a moment ago. The prying you can't turn on it. They press down on that hook with the double instead of a triple and they re- they keep it in. You know what I mean? Yeah. You explain the hooks, Chad. Did you uh are you using hooks with long shanks on them? So are they going back with the no, I'm I'm using the uh, just like Brad Bowen was saying. Uh, um, what is it? Gamagatsu octop- octopus hooks. So they have the oh, the, little, okay. the yeah, hook okay. eye. The hook eye bends up. So 
you know, they should sit down further. Uh, the one fly I did throw today had a straight shank hook. That's the only one that I, I ran my hand down it afterwards and realized. But that was the, the only fly that I put a straight shank hook on. So that might be the issue. You know what I mean? It's it's a lot of testing and tuning. But like I said, Jay, you're going to throw those flies tomorrow. <laughs> cool. Yeah, all my musky gear is all beat up. I gotta, I've got got some uh, eyes for the 12 weight. They're coming in in the next few days. So What, what are you going to do, Jason? You're going to hook a couple of them uh, game changers you tie for a trout together to, to throw yes, in the morning? <laughs> no, I told Chad I was taking my six weight, and he said he's going to throw it in the lake. I said, I'm, I bring not, it, so. I'm not rowing in 15 mile an hour winds. For fucking smallmouth. <laughs> yeah, today I had to call the boat fishing off because it was too windy. I knew better. It might have been a nice day, but it was definitely all 10 plus wind gusts up to 15, 18. That wouldn't have made for nice fishing. So was had, was anyone in West Middlesex today around 1 o'clock? No. Okay. Every fire department truck... And every uh, every fire whistle around was blowing. <laughs> Someone we know caught a field on fire and <laughs> had to have every uh, every fire truck around come to save them. Just so you guys know, it's way too windy to have a fire outside. <laughs> Not, yeah, I wouldn't have had a fire today. No, I had to row through it a little while. N- Not here. But oh, where, okay. Where, That's good. Where you guys go to buy some some meat products? Oh, <laughs> they, they caught a field on fire. <laughs> they can afford it. <clears throat> so I, you know, I've been taking the, been getting my daughter out a lot lately. Since you know, I've been stuck in the house and been trying to get out as much as I can. I've been getting out a lot. Uh. Well, we got Jace calls me uh, on on that Tuesday when they opened up the trout season, and I, co- I he, he's like it's like eight thirty. I'm like I, I'm rolling out of bed, you know. <laughs> yeah, like oh, you woke me up. He's like, dude, they opened trout season. He's like, stay on the phone. I'm gonna send you the link and let's see what you think. You know what I mean? Let me you know talk about it. I said, I read the link real quick. I'm like, Sounds to me like I'm gonna go try to catch this palomino down the road. <laughs> Taking my kid, we're going. So I, I called my dad and I'm like, hey, Jason uh, was getting ready after I fucking like call, told him that he was getting ready. There's no doubt he was, you, you know, stretching out, <laughs> yawning and jumping out of bed and starting oh, to put ran, clothes on. I ran out into the kitchen and my wife's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, it's the everything. First trout. <laughs> Just, you know, I wanted to take my kid out. I wanted to have her have her have a good time. She did, too. It's like surprise Christmas time. What's that? It's like surprise Christmas. Yeah, yeah, it was. And, you know, we had planned that uh, Saturday was supposed to be the mentored youth day. And I, we'd, you know, been planning, you know, we're going to go out that day and everything. And my dad bought her a new fishing rod and uh, her little, a little waist pack and stuff with some all kinds of gear and stuff in it. Ten minutes. And uh, so, you know, we're on our way out, you know, running, started running, you know, going down the creek and, a friend we knew, he kept his nice social distance, but he, you know, stepped down the creek from me a little bit and started uh, 
fishing away. He, they caught a couple, and then I, I went down a little further and got two and just pulled my, you know, my daughter down there and across the stream on my back. She starts casting in, and she got she got into the flow of casting pretty quickly. And I mean, it was on, it was on. She got a creek chub, you know, and then then the next fish was, you know, trout, trout, trout couple more trout and you know it was just and then you know at that point i felt free to just start reading fire on them so you know i started pulling i just i just started hooking fish and just handing her the rod hook another fish hand her the rod you know come on let's go to the next hole what hook like five six more fish and just walked down through had a field day it was it was a good time and got to see a nice brown trout a beautiful big brown trout that day so it was it was pushing it was pushing that 20 mark it was probably 18 19 it was a big, big fish, and it was fun to see it. My daughter was so happy to see that fish. Oh, look at this thing! You know, and so it was. That was a lot of fun. Uh, and like I said, the fish were fish were out there having a good time. They were willing. They were stupid yet to everything, and they hadn't figured out what the hatch was. But there was a a, a giant hatch that day. Since then, I've seen a lot more fish eating caddis. A lot more. I, I actually drove through a, a shitload of Granums that day. We were down in Grove City area, and we were driving back up and crossed the creek and uh, drove through a shit ton of Granums. I had all kind of green jizz all over the, the windshield of my truck. <laughs> it wasn't jizz, it was eggs. So, but, hey, Jay, let's uh let's keep our line side stories till after, uh, after we have Ellis on, okay? What's that? Let's keep our line side stories till after we have Ellis on. What's line side? What are you talking about? The fish that have lines on their sides. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, no, I was just gonna tell that, talk about that, and uh, and just say, you know, when you take your daughter and your uh, wife out on a float, and I mean, if we just have a couple minutes, I can get into that yeah. later too, a little, a little more in depth on the floats that we took. But oh man, how much time we got, Chad? Uh, it's probably four minutes. Oh, I mean, I skipped, I mean, the only other, like, really other fishing that I did with that was with you, with Mark, and then I did a little bit of streamer fishing I could touch on because it was a quick trip uh, the other night just for trout. And I just, the one thing I wanted to say was, man, I really noticed the difference when I started fishing back downstream toward myself. Fishing upstream and ripping the streamer back down toward myself, man, a jiggy style fly or like a, a um, uh, Clouser minnow. I got a lot of hits on Clousers, and I mean it was it just it. Other than one fish, I kept swinging, swinging, swinging. You know, back from myself wasn't working, wasn't working. I just don't think I was getting the depth maybe I needed. And man, as soon as I started swimming back down toward myself, I started seeing a lot more fish. Hey, that's you just that's, gotta strip your ass off. That's like Kelly said, man. He said fish don't yeah, swim ass yeah. downstream, right? And I, you know, that also, is too on like temperature. It was freezing that, that day, though. The fish that won eight swim different than the rest. Don't you agree? I think you're gaining depth. I mean, you're I'm gaining the depth where you need. Vice versa. I mean, some days it's better down, some days it's better swinging. I, I think it's hole to hole. I mean, depending on what yeah. the flow is. But if you're in fast current, definitely going upstream and swimming back down to yourself because you're getting a fly down and you're able to, you, you'll get the fish to turn that way. 
Yeah, I think I it definitely is a lot of hole dependent. Yeah, man. Every fish is dependent on themselves. They're like people, man. Some people like having Miller High Life. Some people like having natural lights, you know? No one likes classy beers. Especially no one listens to this show. <laughs> especially no one that listens to our next guest, right? Everyone that likes Ellis listens to Mil- or drinks Miller High Lifes. Oh, that that trip, uh, the, the, just the, after, you know, just the evening little walk by myself, man, I was crossing the creek, and it, it was still pretty, it was up pretty good that day. And man, if the guy that lives right there was watching me still from out his window or was, you know, cause he came out and said something and, you know, then went back in. If he was looking out his window, oh my gosh, he would have had a show. <laughs> I, it was everything for me to stay up, upright. I mean, I, I thought I was going to go down and at this point the water's moving really fast. And I, so I just kind of, you know how you'll, I, and I'm light, you know, I don't know if you, you have to do this, but man, it pushes my ass around. And I, I know I'm going at an angle down toward the opposite current, like just trying to stay upright and not, not get, oh, it was terrible. Jay, I'll I didn't t- want to cross back over there. I'll tell you a story about that when we went line side fishing earlier this week, when, uh, when we get back from Ellis, but I almost got pushed down. Uh, what was that? Tuesday when we all went? Yeah, man, it was, yeah. it was scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it, it'll get your heart racing for a second. I had to sit there. I fished at a yellow fish for like 20 minutes. Uh, shame on me. <laughs> it looked just like that fly Mark's holding up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it does. Tied that while we would talk. That's a nice looking fly, buddy. Thank you. I've been watching it come together. So, hey, all right. Hey. Well, we're going to get rolling. Uh, we're going to come back on here with Ellis. All right, guys? Cool. All right. And we are back with Ellis King from River Tactical Flies. What is happening, brother? It's been a long time since we talked to you, man. It's finally it's nice to see you. Yeah, this is actually kind of cool. I know the audio probably sucks for you guys, but, you know, I've just been tying flies and living the quarantine life like the rest of the, <laughs> the rest of the world, I guess. Dude, you've been pumping out some musky flies. Dude, it's been a it's been a good first. Well, that that technically fell on the first quarter. It's been a good year so far. Uh, we've been moving a lot of lot of stuff, so um, keeping us busy. Um, we just moved a hundred hundred eight op musky flies this week, and I've constantly got a back order of about fifty. So that's about where I want to keep it. Hell yeah, man! You don't want to be like even. That's not where you want to be. <laughs> No, and, and, and honestly, man, the way I run the business, too, like like if you look behind me, like all my stock, that's what I mean. I, it's either orders or what I'm trying to fill back up. I like to keep 50 moving, um, and that just that keeps it alive because around summer, man, it'll, it'll dry up pretty bad for me. And this is the time of year for the musky flies to be popping, right? Yep, this, and then, of course, you get that fall feed. I, I usually... You know, starting in August, you know, as things start to cool down, especially up north, um, they'll they'll pick up then as well. But that whole June, July time frame, outside of a few shops like up in Minnesota and uh, Wisconsin, it's pretty dead, man. So we've been trying our best not to talk about the quarantine and not to talk about the COVID. But have you noticed an in, like an influx in people tying flies just with this stuff going on and nothing? 
nothing for them to be doing. Yeah. So like, and you and I talked the other night when I did that, that live feed, and of course that was in, that was in conjunction with a few other organizations. So that's probably why the viewers were as heavy as they were. And I've done a few other live feeds and the bandwidth just gets sucked out because everybody who is in this industry as time flies and they can't go anywhere. Um, and, you know, I'm fortunate enough that what, you know, for the most part, what we're going to be talking about, it's kind of a side gig. So I get it. You know, I don't make payments based on what I'm doing down here. This is just, this is a lifestyle and, and what I love to do. Uh, but there's a lot of guys out there that, you know, a lot of your previous guests and people we know, they're struggling, guides and uh, commercial tires. But as far as the fly tying and fly fishing business, dude, we're booming. Uh, we're moving a lot of stuff. And honestly, at least on a local level, I've, I've opened up um, – and I won't get real specific uh, for a lot of reasons, but I'm I'm doing everything in my power to keep people tying, because fly shops are shut down. They're doing some online ordering, but if if, if folks need something, you know, at least if I know them, then you know I make sure they get what they need. So, yeah, but yeah. I mean, to answer your question without going to the long-winded version. I, I, I've seen a lot more interest because man, people are sitting there like my screen time's up seventy-five percent on my phone. Cause I'm sitting and watching movies with the kid and I'm down here tying flies. And, and you, if you look at Instagram and Facebook, man, it's booming. Um, because people are bored. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm watching TV with the kid and like scrolling Instagram and Facebook at the same time. It's, it's a never ending battle. Multitasking, man. I've been on this computer <laughs> or, and so that's another thing I've been doing there's, there's a couple local guys here that have just kind of got, into time i've been fly fishing for a while i've been doing videos with them teaching them how to do certain things because again like you outside of watching youtube videos it, there, there's something about having either someone standing over your shoulder or watching you tie and be like well you hose that up back up three wraps and try it again um and actually, you know, the guy that I've been working with a lot, and I was actually, I got, I got real shit faced. Uh, that's usually what happens um, down here for like three hours tying with him. But he told me, he's like, you know, you need to market this as like a one on one, you charge people to, to go to a specific pattern or technique and just work with them. I don't really want to do it now because it feels dirty, but I think that may be something later, you know, for people, uh, Cause I had a long, long haul truck driver get a hold of me and want to do fly tying classes. And he's like, and I tried to, you know, push him to TU and he's like, well, the problem is, you know, on Tuesday nights, man, I'm not home. So I, I'm thinking with, with all the advances in modern technology, if somebody really wants to pay to learn how to tie flies, you know, I could sit down with them, send them the materials ahead of time. Uh, I think there's anyway, that's something I'm kicking around right now. Um, yeah, man, this medium that we're oh, on right, right now, here. this medium that we're on right now, I think is going to be the future of that, what you're talking about, Ellis. Yep. It's like hooked on phonics for fly tight. Exactly. Well, I mean, and dude, we've all been there. You know, you read, you read books, you watch YouTube videos, you watch yeah. us tie these flies, and you're like, you just can't get it. And it really takes somebody, I remember, and I I would say I was a mediocre fly tire. I took a fly tying class because there was like three techniques that I just couldn't get down. So I took like a three-day class. And the guy that was teaching it after the first day, he's like, I don't even know why you're here. 
And I said, well, you know, Dave, there's like, here's the three things I want to learn how to do. Why? And it's just, it's worth it. Um, but I can see some value in that. You just, you struggle, you struggle, you struggle, you watch YouTube videos, you, you read books, but nothing beats someone's telling you what you're doing or what you're doing right or wrong or material uh, control, preloading the hook, uh, preloading the material, shit like that. I mean, but anyway, I'm, I'm thinking that, you know, they say that a lot of times these, 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 natural disasters and catastrophes spring good ideas and i've got a few brewing right now that's just one of them i'll tell you what i watched your uh your video for uh was it casting or uh the veterans um yeah Pro- project healing waters. project healing waters and you got some goddamn good flies man and they it yeah, was I nice told, i told you man i did i did that whole life cycle of mayflies and when it came to that parachute like the rest of them, the soft tackle and the, you know, the bead head, like all that shit. I'm, I'm like, I got this. And I did tie one before the show, but, the, but man, that, that, that parachute, I'm like, I haven't tied one of these in like 10 years. Uh, I'm going to have, and there's a difference between me trying to throw it in my box and me trying to show people on a screen how to tie these, I to walk myself through and how I'm going to explain what I'm doing. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty sweet. Um, so for anybody's listening to right now through the, uh, through the second of May, if you get on the website, rivertacticalflies.com, that's a shameless plug. Um, and you put in PHWFF, you get 15% off everything. Um, that includes flies, materials, well, not materials, but tools. Um, and then, so. Another little thing I'm doing, A, because I got some time, and B, because I'm a pretty active healing waters participant um, as far as volunteering. For every fly that I sell, I'll donate two back to healing waters. So right now, I owe them 62 flies. Is that musky flies as well, or is that? Everything. So, but the, and that's one caveat, and there's been some miscommunication about that. Um, if I sell, and it's just, I think most people are probably smart enough to get this. If you buy a half dozen musky flies, dude, I, I can't donate musky flies to healing. They're, they're just, I got a lot of stock items that I keep here. Um, and I keep that for those reasons to donate and give people and, and what have you. So most of them are trout flies. So, Hey Ellis, how about this? Uh, I'm going to really, really, really throw myself out here. Can I, do, can I donate musky flies to, to uh, compensate for the ones that, people buy from you for for sure all right you let me know how many we need to uh to do and i'll donate musky flies oh man that's cool they'll be svs flies do what they'll be svs flies nice yeah buddy yeah that's that's sweet dude um and honestly for you guys or any of the any of the people listening you know healing waters is is a nationwide organization get involved locally if you can't find anybody or you just you really like my weird southern ohio accent you want to throw some flies my way i'll get them to the right people um most of my work is done in west virginia i love your southern ohio accent man it's dead. I, don't, I don't i don't notice it but like like you like a lot of like everyone i've done with people are like man your accent it sounds like you're from kentucky or Alabama, dude. I I stayed up last. Here's another thing. You want to talk about screen time? And if, just for shits and giggles, if you guys are bored tonight, laying in bed, 
I was I was scrolling through Instagram and this girl <clears throat> from Alabama or Alley, Alabama. I don't know. She's like a hundred pounds dripping wet. She's not that hard to look at. But dude, she is a catfish noodling machine. <laughs> I watched like 30 videos of her like going 12 feet down, just grabbing these big old shovel heads. Just to, did it make I would never watch that shit normally. <laughs> just just the amount of time you have, man. She surely had more sponsors than we did, right? Oh, I, I think she I think she's full blown, bud. Oh, you better believe it. <laughs> Ellis, I, I mean, was I was full nude. I was full nude on our Instagram page. We should have more sponsors. <laughs> well, hold up, I was thinking about this today, and it's been a while back. What you guys were floating or doing something one day, and you guys got a full rear straight turd rolling out the butt shot. Oh yeah, yeah, Chad. Turd you, you were the guy. It was your ass. Oh, that's right. That's what I was sitting there, and it's my face and Chad's butt's right beside it. <laughs> I don't remember that. You guys are going to have to spring my memory. What was that from? Oh, I can't remember what float that was from. I, rem- uh, I remember Jay. I think it was on, it was probably on the creek. I remember. But it might have been, it might have been the death float. I yes. Think it yes. 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 You're you're correct, Jay. I remember it now. I was fishing below you. <laughs> hey, look <laughs> at the big braid on Jay. <laughs> I pulled that one out of the cobwebs. <laughs> there, there's nothing funnier than like bare butts and like full pooping pictures. <laughs> I, I don't have any. Uh, luckily, man, you know, and and you guys are are in that age demographic. That most of you know my high school and early college years, like the real dumb shit that I've done, like we had flip phones, so or we had the old Nokia, so yeah, no, uh, yeah. and I'm okay with that because there was there was some times that I'm sure it could have backfired on me. Dude, I had a Nokia until I went to college, and once I went to college, I had like the Motorola Razor, so it took yep. shitty pictures. So that was the best thing that could ever happen to me. So, oh, thank God. Nothing oh. was like, nothing could be posted of like girls taking stupid ass pictures and getting us all in trouble and kicked off our sports teams and everything else. That would have definitely happened with me. All the tubby, all the tubby girls I went home with. I'm so oh, yeah. <laughs> like, like Jay said, the only thing I regret is not having more regrets. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of in that same boat. Like I kind of wish. I would have, wouldn't have been as reserved as I was, um, but whatever. Anyway, Chad's lying because you know how I feel. You don't. Apparently, you forgot how it feels to wake up next to that fat girl. I do. I don't remember, or, man. Or, or or spend money to hammer that fat girl. Yeah, man. Whoa. I, I never spend cash, man. I gotta do <laughs> shit, man. I call that Monday through Friday night. <laughs> Is that why you don't have your video on? Yeah, I ain't that fucking cute, bud. I guess I used to. I used all my looks up on dirty women. No, I never had them, but ah, it's all right, man. So Ellis, let's. I ain't uh, got much hair left, though. That's a big issue. But anyway, can can we get to your uh, your latest musky trip that you went on? Yeah, we we can do that. Um, you you so seem I'm, to hit a window. 
yeah, so I nailed that full moon. Um, and honestly, man, and you know, we could this this actually may be a decent subject because I actually saw this on the musky fly fishing Facebook page um, a couple days ago about spawning musky because you guys are in PA, so you guys are open all year. We are um, just like we are, and it's always been like this this purest. The, what do you do when that time of year starts to come up? Um, and I may get some hate for this, but dude, I love that pre-spawn bite. I love it. Pre-spawn is a good spawn, man. Pre-spawn is a good time. I always have. And so, um, but anyway, going back to that trip. Yeah. I, I went up a couple weeks before, I think right when I got laid off, I mean, when all this shit started happening, um, and the water was running a bit steep. And you guys know with the fly rod in a small creek, when it's running pretty hard, even if it's got that pretty green color to it, A, it's hard. I don't give a shit what line you're using or what fly. You can't get the fly down. And then if and when you get a fish to come up and you're already crippled because I was fishing from the bank, um, you, you really can't put them in a figure eight because your rod bowed, bowed across trying to figure eight them anyway. So by the time you catch back up with your fly, anyway, it's just a disaster. I never moved a fish, but, you know, those 10 or 15 years of experience said, all right, it's coming. It's, it's going to happen. Um, and I actually got a buddy that, that's got uh, got some access, a couple farms up from it. And the day before I went, he said, I moved 10 fish. And he said he saw two, two spawn them. Um, so I just... This is back before, you know, I like to like to call it back before in my less responsible years when I didn't have a wife or a kid and I could get off of work. And, you know, the place I'm talking about is about 45 minutes from the house. And I could just go up there and I'd sit and watch. And I'd watch them. I'd watch the big females waiting on the males or vice versa. And then I'd watch them pair up and then I'd leave. Like, I'd drive up there and just sit and watch. Um, so, anyway, I went and fished. And dude, right off the bat. I had like a 37 inch fish come in hot as shit. But the problem was is by the time I got up there, you know, the dad life with helping her get the kid up and feed him and stuff, the sun was already in my back. And it's, and this is weird. It was a full moon. I'm sure those fish were feeding all night. As soon as he saw my shadow or she, cause I couldn't really tell. That was it. She just dropped down and it would follow and then dip out. Um, anyway, so I moved, I moved three fish that were probably 35 inches and mind you, you could wait across this Creek about anywhere. Um, you can cast across it three times. And so finally the picture I shared on, uh, on Instagram about the polarized lenses, now that was the big bitch. That was, that fish was probably 45, 46 inches and the picture didn't do her justice. But she was she was waiting for a boyfriend. I left her alone. And I went to the next bin, which I never go up this far, typically, if I'm by myself. And, dude, literally, like, the fourth cast up against a log bank, and I felt the first tap, and I wasn't even paying attention to the fly. And on the second one, man, it was, I taped. I, that, that's the first fish I've taped in eight years. <laughs> hey, that, because that's... it was so much of a debacle on a muddy bank by yourself with a shitty net trying to land the fish with jaw spreaders trying to get the fly out. And I just said, the hell with it. At this point, I'm going to tape it too. 
Because, I mean, there was mud everywhere. That's why it's only got a real shitty video of it swimming off, because I was done with it. Did you catch your own forced cone? I did. Uh, Six-aught forcing cone and afternoon delight, I think. It's the, it's the pink and red one. Nice. Yep. And then I moved two more fish on the way out. You know what? As active as that is, that's that's not spawning activity, you know? No. That, that's pre-spawn. Putting they're, the feedback on. Up. Yeah. That's pretty Well, fun. and so going back to like my whole like conservation thing, um, and what's always weird to me is anglers, we, we hear about spawning brook trout, spawning browns, and us musky guys get all pissy about spawning musky. Um, but you never hear anything about like wild rainbows. Like nobody ever says, well, hey, shouldn't go because the rainbows are spawning. And I don't know about you guys, we got a lot of streams, at least in West Virginia, with a really solid wild rainbow population. We Here's have zero, zero around here, just so you know. <laughs> and, but like yeah. like, like spawning smallmouth, any yeah. any warm water guy or like the tournament guys, they go out spawning largemouth and smallmouth. They're like, let's go pluck them off the beds and win this tournament. They yeah. don't. They do. Oh, no, they do. No, I, I, I frown against like trying to do that if I see them in the, the trout streams. <laughs> If they're on like their beds and stuff, I I try not to like beat them up. If I see them in a pool personally, I'll, I'll just try to keep to the current. Here's my personal perspective: If you see a trout, two trout paired up on a red, leave them the hell alone and move up. Because and it's just musky or smallmouth. So you take a stream and they're looking for that sweet spot, that water temperature. Okay. So some of them are staged, ready to go. Some of them are waiting to go. Some of them have already went. Go, especially for a guy like it was different eight years ago or, or five years ago when I had a little more time on my hands. I'd be like, well, they're spawning. I'm not going to go anymore, man. If I can get a morning where I'm out of here at seven o'clock, I'm going to, and I'm not ever going to tell somebody not to go fish. Now I like that. <laughs> If you see them paired up, leave them the hell alone. But if not, if they're gonna if they're gonna come out and smack a fly, um, like the, that fish, it was it's three or four years old now. She was forty eight. Never took her out of the water. I, I, she was full of eggs, staged up. She was getting ready to spawn. I, she wasn't paired. She was in a deep hole, and she came up and engulfed that fly. So that that's my opinion on it. And I'm sure some biologist or some somebody. Will comment sometime when I have too many, too much to drink and I get on the social medias and argue with people. That's my opinion. That's how I run my life. Is just be ethical, man. Well, one beef I see on like that page you were talking about that people don't get is like, look at like our local lakes. They have no chance. Nothing's gonna happen. Them banks are lined with people. There's hundreds of people a day fishing for them the way that it is. By you not going up there does a lick of absolutely nothing makes zero difference right there's certain river systems that have feeder creeks there's a possibility i get that but like these lakes and stuff there's no chance will not happen and realistically mark um and just what i've seen in that in that small watershed that i fish there's this weird law like you've got the pre-spawn you got where when they're actually paired up and then you got post and both the, the direct pre and the direct post man those fish are just going through the motions they're not they're not they're not hungry they're not i've literally thrown a fly and done this weird reach cast and seen the belly of a fish come up to turn 
and it just disappears. It, he yeah. had no no intentions on on eating. Never opened meal. his mouth. Never wanted it. Um, the fish. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I was going to ask a question real quick. Are the fish there? Are they natural fish? Or are they are they uh, are they stocked? So none of the. Have you seen any small fish? Sorry. And have you seen any small fish in the creek? Like babies, if you in other times of year. Okay, so it's where where I'm fishing, and, and I've got a really exclusive access to this place. Um, it's got some tribs downstream that are a little smaller, um, but it's not. Okay, so first, your first question, yeah, everything that that Levi and I have ever fished um, in Southern Ohio or West Virginia, they're all they're all native, wild streamborn fish. They don't. There's a few lakes in Ohio around here they stock, but I don't mess with those. Um, because realistically, they're further away than a lot of really good musky rivers, and I just don't like fishing lakes. Um, secondly, in the in the late spring or early fall, when I we call it the farm, it's the Miracle Mile. You can go up there and you can see twenty-five inch fish, maybe they're residents. I mean, they'll stick around. Most of them kick back out to the big water. And then, like I said, there's a lot of these little feeder streams that are that got some depth. I've never seen anything like, because I'm with you. I'm like, if I could find these 15-inch musky in this little creek with a six-weight and a little little piece of hard mono, man, that could be a blast, right? Fuck yeah, man. This is like juvenile tarpon. Like <laughs> I've never seen one. I mean, the smallest fish I've ever seen is probably, and it's not in this watershed I'm talking about, it's like 20, 24 inches. Oh, okay. Um, other than that, th this, the miracle mile, um, it's like, it's a 30 inch, it's 28, 30 inches, the small ones, 30 or 35 is a good one. And then that pre-spawn they'll push up and they're, uh, I've never, I can't confidently say I've ever seen a fish over, over 48. I've seen some 45s and 46s and just some, like looks like a damn NFL football on the head, um, but they're all going back out to the bigger water. They're probably there now. I mean, because that was two weeks ago. So hopefully they got they got a good spawn in. Um, this happens every year around the spawn as it gets blown out. Mm -hmm. So I, I nailed it. I got I, I got in there, and you know I listened to your all podcast last week. And for me, because I'm not guiding, dude, I'm I'm a one just give me a fish and let me walk out. Um, and that was good enough for me. I got, you know, I got three or four hours to go clear my mind and wear my shoulder out. And I caught a fish, moved a few, got to see something really cool. Got to see that big mama laid up on the, I was laying, I was standing there taking a piss and just looked down. I'm like, Phew, there you are. That's what I've been looking for. But, you, you know what? I think that, that, is a giant difference from you, Ellis, in comparison to some of the other people we have on the show, is that you're just going out just fishing for fun. You're not going out and fishing for a living and trying to make your money off of the fish that that are there. You know what I mean? You can right. Go and reali realistically, Chad, like I get a lot of I get a lot of texts and emails and and they drop in they slide in my DMs. Hey, these these kids. <laughs> <laughs> these these kids wanting to tie flies and be all um, want to know what it's about. I'm like, be careful, because you know, like hunter musky flies. That that that's going to be a 
a Friday night, you're not doing shit. You're or you're gonna call in sick one day because you got a Friday night. That's half a week. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. Um, so I quote like big orders like that, dude. That's like a ten week, especially this time of year with shop orders going out. That's a ten or twelve week lead done. But yeah, it. I am blessed the fact that I don't depend on it. Uh, you know, when I'm going out and fishing, I'm trying to enjoy myself. And I'm doing a little tweaking and playing with some different patterns. Um, and like I said earlier, man, I feel for some of the guys, especially the guides, because, you know, travel shut down. And for anybody listening, if you got a guy that you typically book with and you're kind of concerned about this, work with them and try to front them some money and, and, and book you a trip. Try to do something for them. Try to, you know, because we don't know when this is all going to be over. Um, get you a deposit in and help them out. Um, cause that they're paying their bills, taking people fishing. Yeah. Right now, anyone that goes out smallmouth fishing, this is the fucking time, right? So yeah, people sure. like, like Austin Aducci or Jake Vilwalk or people that do the smallmouth stuff. This is their time, man. This is when we should be going fishing with them. Right. And they're hurting bad, man. So I mean, don't, don't make out with your guide. I, I feel like if someone called me and wanted to go on a trip, although the river's jacked, I mean, I could, I probably aren't going to, I'm not going to turn them down. Bring some hand sanitizer and don't kiss me. <laughs> yeah. I, See, I, I, I tried to stop making out with Mark on our trips. I make so, out with, I make out with everyone on my boat. So real funny story. <laughs> uh, real quick. Huh. It, says, it says we only got seven minutes left, right? Yes. So, uh, recently, and this, this is kind of, this kind of rolls on the river tactic flies. I, I rekindled a relationship with a fishing buddy who actually helped me develop. He was, he was pretty integral in the whole forcing cone and the bulletproof muskie streamer. And he was with us as we were, you know, cutting our teeth on the whole muskie on the fly thing. He's a fishy dude. Um, we kind of had a falling out like 10 years ago, nine, 10 years ago. He's significantly younger than I am. So we, we recently, again, you were asking about people tying. If I'm seeing increase, well, everybody's locked down. So he finally got a hold of me and we've talked, you know, here and there, we'll see each other in stores. Um, but he wanted some material. So I, I hooked him up. He stopped by the house and we bullshitted and he more or less, we kind of buried the hatchet. Um, I won't get into details, but this was right during all this quarantine lockdown shit, right? So finally, I let him come down here into the shop, and he pilfered around. And when I came upstairs, my wife's my wife's sitting there feeding the kid dinner, and I said, and I just, and I'm not going to name drop him, but I said so and so. I said we kissed and made up, dude. She stopped what she was doing, and she doesn't cuss very often. She looked me square in the eye and she's like, You fucking kissed him? <laughs> I'm like, No. <laughs> you know me better than that. It's the figure of speech. I only right. kiss the SVS guys. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, I don't know. I was going to say something prolific. I'm trying, I'm trying not to drink too much um, because then I start getting a little crazy on the top topics and what have you. Oh, fucking else. Hey, I've been drinking. You're not going to worry about getting up in the morning. How about it? I've been well, drinking. I'm going to turkey hunting in the morning, but other than that, I'm going to have to say that the, 
that the the protocol for alcoholism needs to change because my recycling dude is looking at me strange. <laughs> dude, I've been drinking twelve oh, yeah, percent slushies all day, and and I had nine percent so beers you're, after you're, that. I'm fucked up. <laughs> and so I gotta that, go, bro. Like, Jay Jay's ass around the lake tomorrow. So that old blazer of mine, man. It, the the door latch froze up on it like a month ago, month and a half ago. I got a buddy that was working on it, and I drove it out there, and he said he dropped me off. So once a day while, during this quarantine, I got to get the fuck out of it. Like, I go get cigarettes or beer or something, and I drive around. So we were out there, and I said, I'm not in a hurry, man. So he's like, you want a drink? But all he had was vodka and Red Bull. <laughs> Dude, that was at, like, noon. And I think we rolled in here at, like, 4 o'clock, and, it like, the ship had sailed. So how's your wife handle Handle a drunken Ellis during quarantine. So that's a new game that I play. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I don't know that you guys know this about me or not. I'm a drinker. Um, but we like, didn't, I have, I, we didn't I, know that. Yeah, <laughs> I got. I got a. It's it's the game I play. Is like, can I can I can I forward like? <laughs> <laughs> And it's not a new game. I used to do this every time I go. You gotta think about it. It's no. <laughs> can you know, I? Can you know I what? Her? I've been married for ten years. I could still fool my wife. Me too. Yeah, fucking a. Chad, you're you're really good at not looking drunk, though. I I start to rant and rave a little bit and talk too much. My wife knows right the fuck away. Oh, we so all know when Jay gets one too many in him. But here's the way I look at it: is you just stay fixed. There's no difference. Yeah, man. I'm, Did he I, fall? I think no, he <laughs> No, he walked into the toilet and fell going into the bathroom. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I, I cut my teeth playing that game mowing grass because I got three acres to mow. You know, I work 60 hours a week, and that's like, that, there again, that's like one of my, my escape moments where I can listen for two and a half, three hours of gangster rap. You know, crispy white boy listening to gangster rap, drinking beer, and there's, dude, there's been times that I've rolled up on the front porch and I'm like, so you're gonna have, you have to play this real smooth when you come up in here. Uh, Give yourself a pep talk. Got to amp yourself up to get it right. So we're coming back with 40 more minutes with uh, with Ellis. Right? <laughs> oh, fuck yeah, man. We got we got to take a gentleman's break. <laughs> take a gentleman's break. Yeah, man. Let's go burn one, and uh, we'll come back with Ellis. <laughs> so Jay, how do we do on on the kite or on the raft? I tried putting stickers on the raft, and even like the stickers for PA when they like you know the boat stickers you're supposed to have for boat launches, boat permit, launch permit, and they don't stay on there very well. Uh, so now I just keep them on me on the boat. So if anybody asks, it's, if the boat deflates, they, they just think, you know, just I wanted to I want to put more stickers on my boat, but they have to be really small so I can put them on the frame. So they don't in PA, they don't give you because like I know for kayaks and small craft in Ohio, you have the option to get like the boat identification numbers. Or you can get this micro sticker. It's just, it's, that's what I got on the kayak and it's small, which is totally outdated. And I don't really care about it anymore. Um, but you just put it on the inside and that's what you, that's, that's your tag. On my drift boat, it's registered in Ohio. 
and it's a like a three by three square, and it's on the inside. That way they can right. see it from the right side when they look in. Right. Yep. Yeah, for my boat, it just has to have a launch launch permit. It doesn't have a like a title or anything with it, which I can put in for a title and all that stuff. But it just you know, that's a lot of work. And if I want to go out on a boat on a lake, I'll call Mark or talk to Chad or you know. Well, as long as you don't put a motor on yours, you don't need it. Yeah, that's what I mean. I just have to have a launch permit. Well, yep. dur during the whole COVID thing, man, they they, they grace period everybody's stuff. My boat tags are way expired. I just <laughs> I just renewed them today or uh, last week, and they they're not even checking them. Well, speaking of that, you just got your you just got your boat running, and we seen it. I seen it in a trash can getting going and stuff. Dude, that outboard has never drawn water from muffs. It will not. When it was brand new, you couldn't get it to draw water from muffs. You have to put, you have to submerge the lower unit. And I had to do a little, I had to do a little hooker. It sucked from the top. Huh? It sucked from the top. Yeah, so the impeller is midway yeah. up. Um, and honestly, if it doesn't start yeah. sucking real quick, you got right. to, you got to give her a little prime with your mouth. Hmm. That's how my motor is, right on the top where the fin is. I knew That's a girl like that once, Ellis. From the top up in. Yep. I knew a girl like that once, Ellis. Did you? Yeah, if she didn't start sucking, you had to prime her with your mouth. Can you, since this is video, can you can you demonstrate with the mic? <laughs> yeah, it was like a... Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Good, clean, family fun. That's right, man. <laughs> that is exactly what his wife sees. That's why this show gets an E with it. <laughs> As it should, and that's why I love it. So, I told my wife she gets to trim my beard off this week. Does anyone want an extra black dubbing with some white sprinkled in? Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm definitely using it for cart flies. You definitely should. Definitely should. You think it'll float because it's so greasy? Jace, you want something to put on your head? <laughs> no. Be like Beavis Chad some... should tra you should transplant it, Chad. Be like Beavis and Butthead. Remember when they pasted hair under their beard? on their lips? <laughs> South Park. Remember South Park? Is it South Park? I, yeah, they were, they were collecting the pubic hair. Scott Deniman. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I remember when Beavis and Butthead did it. Oh, <laughs> this, this is the worst audio show ever because we're all watching each other laugh. <laughs> are we rolling right now? Yes, we're rolling. We've been rolling. <laughs> so, Ellis, uh, not only musky flies. What else are you? Uh, what else are you selling? You you do smallmouth and trout flies as well, right? Yeah, so I, I mean, we got a full line of, uh, and I call them, I call them cross species streamers because let's face it, any meaty streamer you can cross it over yeah. for smallmouth trout. Um, but we primarily what I got is is big trout flies that can be used for anything else, um, and also like I, there's a pattern which is a scaled down forcing cone. We call it the glitter gut because it's tied a little different. And it's sitting on a two-watt uh, B10S stinger, so it's 100% capable of a muskie. It's just got a real small, sexy profile. 
So it's it's perfect to throw on your intermediate or full sink eight weight um, for those those hunks of smallmouth. Um, but yeah, I mean, how I don't know, Chad. I, I got there's a whole bunch of stuff that's not even on the website that I got hanging on racks. But there, I mean, the website's pretty well stocked with just about anything for someone to get in trouble if they want to throw to warm cold water species. You sell nymphs and everything else as well, huh? Yeah, I'm slowly kind of phasing the small trout flies out because um, realistically, man, the guys that tie them for me, because, I, you know, I used to be just a commercial tire. Now I'm more of a broker. Um, so, again, for any of your listeners, that there's, here comes a shameless plug. That uh, that feel like they really want to, they really think that they're good enough. They got what it takes, and they want to, they want to tie flies for money. Um, hit me up. I'm going to ask you some uncomfortable questions. I'm not being a dickhead. I'm just trying to make sure you got what it takes, and we'll, we'll move on from there. And uh, but realistically, man, with like small nymphs, it's just it, it, there's no money in it. Those are more just to keep people buying flies. Um, so they're not, they're not a real great money maker, uh, at any rate. So, so can we get into that a little bit? Would you mind talking about what you ask people that tie commercially for you? Most of the, so I, right now I got, I got six guys that tie for me. Um, and I usually, I've either, they're either buddies of mine, which that brings a whole nother level of complexity with running a business. Yeah, because if they're friends and then you're trying to get friends them to and money are fucked, <laughs> it can get it can get nasty. Um, and then or there are people that I found on social media groups that are relatively local, um, and I, I bugged the hell out of them. There, I mean Scott Bergie's one of them. He's been tying a lot of flies for me. The dude's got mad skills and he can rip bugs out. Um, and he's you know he finally I bought a lot of a lot of flies off of him, but. He finally showed up to the thread lab and we sat down here and messed around for a little bit. He's, he's a good dude, but like some of the questions I'm going to ask is first, how long have you been fishing? What do you fish for? And how long you've been tying flies? Cause there's way too many guys that, that have been tying flies for two or three years and they think they're pros. And I'm not saying that they can't tie pretty flies, but <clears throat> when it comes down to, ripping three dozen flies out for me um that's where that's where it separates the guys that like to tie and that can't tie uh, because it's different sorry oh fucking sugar (laughs) (laughs) sorry alice i'm surprised mine hasn't gone nuts yet my wife just pulled in give me one second he's happy this year so it's got a squirrel up the tree what's that sounds like it's got a squirrel up the tree yeah (laughs) that dog does that every time it sees me it loves my wife it loves my kid it hates me (laughs) mark's dog i mean so that that's what i'm in the business to do is i'm i'm you look like mark sorry i I didn't mean to interrupt you you're good So I mean, I'm in the business to, to sell top quality American made flies um, from fishy dudes who know how to tie and fish them 
and those questions and, and they're all going to be different based on what I already know about the person. Um, for instance, like Seth, he ties a lot of flies for me, dude. He's a fishy guy. Yes, he is. Um, so I, his questionnaire is going to be a whole hell of a lot less than some dude that may be 12 states over that I've never spent any time on the water with. Um, and that's that's kind of where I'm – it's going to be like you're going to have to send me your resume. And that being said, <laughs> do you have guys that cater to, like, let's say, Colorado, Montana area? So here, here's, your one, profile. Here, here's a service that we offer, and I've done this a lot, um, is – so, like, for instance, if, if we have somebody that, that hits us up for a custom order, and, and this is 100% what we do, they're going uh, – and I'm going to throw this out there because this is where my wife and I went right when she was pregnant with my son. Uh, the Wind River Range uh, in Wyoming in August – Right. And they're going to fish X, Y, and Z. What, what do you want? So I'm going to start filtering through and I'm going to ask them some questions. You fishing, you know, high Alpine lakes, you, where are you fishing? Then we're going to do the research for you. And then I'm going to figure out how much money you want to spend. Because a lot of people, and I respect this, they want to spend two or 300 bucks. They just want the best bang for their buck. And then I'm going to either do the research or send it out to the guys to do the research. And then I'm going to come back with a custom order. And I'm going to tell you, it's going to, here's what you're going to get. And if they accept and pay, and then I, I turn right back around, I'll tie some of them. They'll tie some of them and we'll mix it up. And usually the lead times six weeks, something like that. Um, and realistically that's from, for them to time to get them to me for me to package them all up i do qa on everything that i that i get so every musky fly that goes out the door i finish it i paint them all so hey jay did you hear that is your trip still on to uh yellowstone you're allowed to fly right i'm just saying man that's uh, you're allowed, my my brother and i was i talked to my brother the other day my brother-in-law the other day and he said, uh, we're allowed to fly, right? I said, yeah. I said, we'll probably have the plane to ourselves. It'd probably be safe from going to the grocery store. Well, I'm, ju I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go out there. There'll probably be nobody there. Half the people there are Asian anyway. They're not allowed to come here. I'll be like the only person there in all the park. I'll have like the whole park to myself. It'll be me. It'll be Jay's Giant Beach and, and, the, out, and, the, and the bison. And, and that'll be the greatest thing in the world. No, there'll be plenty of room for the lawn chair for your nose besides. I'm just yeah, saying, no, you'll be you'll be first eaten by bears then, first eaten. No, no, I, I got two old guys going with me. I'm gonna push them down and run because I know I can't outrun my brother-in-law because he he'll, 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 yeah, yeah, pack them like a. I'm just telling pack you, them some bacon in their pocket. You can do a, a Q and A with there. Ellis. Yeah, yeah, I should. Yeah, that's that's not a bad idea. And then so for the, like the destination trout trips and stuff, like you know, I'll I'll gladly take people's money, and I, I'm <laughs> gonna like. And when I do that, I'm I, I, I'm not I, that's that sounds I sound like uh um sound like you're selling vacuums. Yeah, I'll take your money, <laughs> but I'm also gonna tell you to stop by, especially if it's an area that I'm familiar with. A couple of the fly shops that I recommend, like yeah, buy a hundred dollars worth of flies off me. But say, if you want to spend 200 save 100 for that fly shop. Go to the fucking slide in, right? 
Oh, uh, this is the first place my dad and I are going when we get off the boat or when we get the plane. Not that, As you should. Not that Kelly isn't doing fine in the quarantine, but he's supported our podcast, so go support the slide in. <laughs> Just like and you're gonna support Ellis, and, and like can, you're gonna support everyone else. The, he can hand me the flies if it's still like this. Hand me the flies out the window. And just set them down there and say, this is for this, and this is for this, and have fun time, Jay. I wish we could give hugs and make out and have a good time. And I can tell you about all the 30-inch trout I've caught in the last, you know, five trips. And, you know. Yeah. Just have to do an online order. Well, we'll see, yeah. We'll see how Curbside that all pick up. out. But I'm definitely going to go regardless. And, you know, if I, could, if I could shake the man's hand from outside the door and just say high five. Just blow him a kiss. Exactly. I hope he'll blow my nose one back. You know what he would appreciate more? Is if you mooned him through the through the drive-thru window. That would be the way to go. <laughs> so, Ellis, what's a, what's the trot situation been like at, down there? That's a good question, man. I mean, so... You haven't got to do it? <laughs> well, with this whole quarantine, so Levi and I went right at the tail end of the brown trout spawn in West Virginia. So that would have been November ish. Um, and I lost probably my personal best Brown and it was 26, probably big kite jaw. Um, I'll blame him for the shitty net job, but realistically there was no chance in hell that fish was coming to him. Anyway. Um, but I mean, he had, there was a split second when that fish first realized that it was hooked. And I said, get out there. Cause literally, man, I saw this fish and it was potted up with, with a bunch of them in the front and it was my pool and I made the second cast and I was using one of those real small loon stealth topper indicators and a double nymph, like a real, and it was shallow. It wasn't very deep, two real small nymphs. And that indicator just did, just stopped. And I just real slight evasion. You can see that fish start to move. What's cool is the video, and so you can see all this, and you can. See, and then I did pop, and I was run. It was it was gene clear, man. I was running six x on this little tiny stream, and I I set the hooks, and he, he did a head shake, and I told him, I said, just get out in the middle of the, get out in the middle of the creek. And that son of a bitch, when it finally realized it was hooked. It went straight downstream and he missed it by about six inches. And it like it went straight to a, a, a tree and a root ball and that was it. It was a Hey man, that that's all you can do, man. You can't do no more. Right? Right. But realistically, man, with this quarantine and the COVID nineteen, uh like last this last weekend I was supposed to be in southern West Virginia picking up trash. Um First week of June, it's already been canceled. I was supposed to be helping the vets with the instructors. Um, the first week of April, I was supposed to be doing a fly tying. Not a, uh, It was a general discussion on fly design and materials and the physics of what makes a fly do what. And, like, all that shit's been canceled. So I've been stuck. So, hey, Ellis, if, hey, it, makes you, if it makes you feel any, any fucking better... We weren't supposed to have a podcast this week because I was supposed to be in fucking Nashville. My wife was going to run the Nashville Half Marathon yesterday. And we were going to be, you know, living normal life. <laughs> it, it's weird. Yeah, man. I mean, it's, like I said, it sucks for everybody. It's just yeah. 
the, the real shitty part for me, and I, why is Jason upside down? I don't know. He he's a fucking bat. I had to charge my phone, and I, it won't reach if I if I turn it like this. I'm gonna have it. I might not. He's a bat. All right, it looks okay. All right, we'll keep it like that. <laughs> my phone was about to die. But man, it's been it's been kind of debilitating because like I used to plan long weekends around all those events. Yeah. Um, with a lot of like my fishy buddies, and some of those guys are like fifty five and older, and like they're scared to death, and I get it, just like my parents are. Um, but realistically, man, like I just, I haven't got to hang out with my homies, um, and I haven't got to really chase, you know. Usually about the time the muskie fishing here, when that post-spawn goes out, then I start trout fishing. And it's just, it hasn't been in the cards. And so I'm going to go chase turkeys. Because um, so, Ellis, you want to hear something fucking weird? I went to Mark's house today to pick up my net because I'm going muskie fishing tomorrow. I didn't even fucking knock on his door to say, hey, man, I'm here. It It's weird. Like, things now are weird. I don't know how to handle my friends because we can't really be close. It's weird. Well, dude, it'll get back to normal. I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a firm believer that this, this, this too will pass. Um, it, it will, but it's, it's going to take a while. When you think we're going to go be able to go to a fucking concert, you know, do what? when do you think we're going to be able to go to a concert? When can we know. go see Metallica play shred a fucking guitar? You know? I've got I've got Black Crows tickets for August, so that shit better happen. Yeah. I don't think it's going to, bro. It's not gonna. Well, I, I mean, yeah, with me it's like I, I I love me some love me some love me some sports, you know? And I know that's insignificant, but it's still for for somebody who loves sports a lot and, and lives on sports. If he's not fishing, like it, I man, it sucks not having anything new to watch. But I mean, so you you, you got to make the best of it, and and I'm trying to stay positive through this, and like you know, I, I it's it's I'm lucky that I'm a local guy. I got a lot of people with a lot of farm ponds. Uh-huh. Um, they're they're full of fish. You know, I, I can, especially to give her a little relief from the kid, I could throw him in the truck and I'll go catch a few bass. And we were going to go mushroom hunting this morning. And we ended up going hiking as a family. It was great. Whatever. Speaking of um, that, have you found any morels yet? Dude. So we went, we, we went and walked around. I found some ramps and I didn't dig them. I was just more, but no, I haven't. I haven't. There's been a lot of people that have. Um, but I haven't been, I was on a trail today, so I couldn't really venture to the good spots. Um, I've done a lot of morel looking so far and zero morel finding so far, but it, it fucking, well, you guys are a little, you, you're a little further North than us. So, I mean, it fucking they just snowed. started getting hot and heavy <laughs> like this last week. I, dude, I took a footprint of my foot in the snow, in a half inch of snow last two nights ago that deep man <laughs> so well that might not be good for me no that's not good for morels but it's gonna be good for keeping the muskie on the pre-spawn though so is, when you is this gonna i'm not sorry i was with the spring talk to uh the turkey hunting yep. um 
Yeah, first day Ohio tomorrow, right? Yeah, that's what I was wondering. I know ours is what? It's opening up um, what, May 2nd or something? Yeah, first, but... I have no idea. Wait, the four first, northern counties in Ohio are the only place that don't open up tomorrow, which they open up the 20th. We would be a week, what, 27th, so next week for my zone, but the second for PEA. Got so, birds roosted or what? Uh, I don't I don't really need them roosted. I've been, I've been listening to them for a couple weeks, well, for about a week. I know where they're at. Now it's just, uh, now it's just trying to get them away from the girlfriends. Gotcha. I never, I never try to get too close this early in the season. Anyway, in fact, I don't really care where they roost. I don't, I don't want to ever put pressure on them there because that's like the the beginning of the end. Most most turkey hunters' mistakes. Yeah. So I, I won't try to roost them. What I'm doing is just riding around, jumping out of the truck, and going and listening. Using like an owl call, or are you just hanging out waiting? Just hanging out, waiting, and smoking cigarettes, listening to where they're at in the morning. That's my whole turkey hunt until one gobbles. Yeah, so, I, dude, I'm a run, and realistically, I haven't killed a bird. And so, honestly, until my son was born, like, I had essentially given up the hunt at all. And, dude, so he was born late October, and, you know, you know, for those of you with kids, which I think everyone here's got kids, that first two weeks, man, like you're just sitting at home. He's eating and sleeping, and I'm watching Meat Eater. And she mm-hmm. starts asking me questions about, like, well, can you cut a deer up? I'm like, yeah, it's been a, it's been a minute, but I can do it. Um, so that dude, I'm, I'm, I'm dead serious, having a son, and like the, the whole she was, she was 100% okay eating venison, and she's all about me going out and killing a turkey it really spawned that, that shit that I, that, that really drove me like in high school. So that's, that's where I'm at I, because I, I went, I went from big time bow hunter, big time Turkey hunter to, I started raising bird dogs. So then it was, do you go to South Dakota and run the dogs or do you hunt the rut? So I go run the dogs and then I, I could give a shit less about killing a deer and then my son is born, and then I'm like, well, let's, let's, let's start hunting again. Because realistically, man, I got like four or five years, and I'm up here dragging him around with me everywhere I go. And I, those skills that I used to have that I thought I was pretty good at, I want to hone those babies up so I can have them to pass right to him. Hey, Ellis. Oh yeah, no, it's it's far easier to to keep up with a five year old than than go out and do it how you want to do it. You pace yourself now. You got help. I I'm right there with you, man. I I gave totally gave up hunting, and now that my son's I did around, the same thing. Yeah. Now that my son's Started around, fly fishing, gave it up. And I, yeah, that's what I did, and then so now. And last year was the first year that I really like put some effort towards deer hunting, um, and not bow hunting. I'm I'm still not there yet because I'm a traditional archer and always have been, um, and I and I won't go with anything else. It's just the way it was born. It was bred into me, um, and I'm just not willing to put that commitment out. But you know, just the sh- dude, the shit you see in the woods at daylight, and I, you know, you can't like those memories. I gave up on sports when I was a freshman so I could hang in a tree stand and chase deer, right? 
So I just, yeah. and it really brought this, it was like a euphoric moment. Um, and, and, you know, the fact that I can still gut a deer in 15 minutes and like, I can, I can still hang one up and have it cut down in an hour. Like that shit, like it all came back to me and I'm like, that's what I, that's what I want him to be able to do. Like I was so driven in the outdoors at like 16. That's what I want. I drank a few beers and ran the back roads, man, but I was too worried about crawling in a tree stand the next morning to stay out and get in too much trouble. See, I, when I was, so, oh so, yeah, when I was 15, you give all them, give all them sports up, man. That it kind of sucks, but to tell you the truth, what sport can you play for the rest of your life, you know? That's exactly what I said, and you know what? I think I was decent at basketball. I wasn't that great. I probably could have went to a shitty school on a partial scholarship if I'd have sent this really wicked, edited highlight reel in. <laughs> right? You know, that fucking pro staff stuff. But what, what is that, what that going to do with the rest of my life? And like, and it really got to the point where they couldn't force you to practice, but they could force you to come in and lift weights and, and open gym four days a week through the summer. So how am I going to fish? And then realistically, how are you going to bow hunt? You're not going to. So it, it came down to the decision, and I got arrested for underage consumption. There's a long story to that. doesn't matter. <laughs> We're not going to that. Turning point. I, I, you know, I – I would rather be out in the woods. Like, and I've told people this, like there's, you want to get real close and I, without getting religious, you want to get real close to God and as close as you can get to what's pure. Watch the woods wake up on an October morning. Here. Uh, fuck. Yeah, uh, man. Even in the spring, even in the spring, you know, like going turkey hunt first thing and you hear, and you actually, you actually see the daybreak a little and you hear that first bird chirp. You're, you're, you know, you're getting ready. You're walking into the woods, and you hear that first bird, and one lights up, and then, and then he chirps maybe twice, and now the next bird chirps, and then you just hear the whole woods just light up. Oh, it's, it's, it's an amazing thing, and you don't get that if you wake up at seven. And see, we're all, we're all different because Jay, you said spring morning, Ellis, you were talking October morning. I'm talking October in a duck blind. And you get to see the tell you what, I, don't, I don't really care what it is. Like, yeah. look at you get even like middle of summer, anytime you get up and you get that first light, like summer, like think about like bass fishing and like, yeah, before that sun even hits, you get the fog a wee little bit in the morning with that cooler temps and it burns off and all of a sudden it's just blistering heat. But so, like, just, getting out there when it's waking up is the best. So, uh, you know, it's probably been three weeks ago. I talked to, talked about when I went to the Miracle Mile and it was running a little heavy. I saw I, that was the first spot, and I had I had my whole rod thing. So I had I had ten weight, eleven weight, eight weight, two weight, and I had like this plan in my head. And dude, it brought me back. It it dude, it took me back fifteen or twenty years because like I went. I went and chased. Uh, I went and chased muskies in the morning. It didn't work out. Did I went and creek chubbed with a dry dropper <laughs> rig? I had more fun doing that for like an hour and like completely unplugging and just like walking up this old creek. And again, you're looking at deer tracks. You're looking and and for the for the outdoor minded individual, you're like you're looking at all this shit and and, and then you see a snake drop off and you're like okay and and dude. It, 
I feel like a lot of kids need that in their life. I love creek stomping, man. <laughs> Little creek stomp is the best. How old your boy? Shit, if it's a brook trout or a creek chub, man. Let me uh, and I man. and I told you guys the last time I was on air with you. When I'm an old man, I want to die up a little creek. Mm -hmm. I want to just be lost up a little creek, exploring, doing what I do, and just keel over and die. Ellis, how old's your little boy? 18 months. Four months from quick counting months. (laughs) Dude, it's it's so much fun. So I and I don't and I know we're limited on time, and I don't want to plug another podcast, but I will tell you, I will tell you that I had a life changing experience. Um, I listen, I used to listen to you guys every Monday when I was in solely designed, that was like my Monday morning ritual. I listen to you guys every morning, every Monday morning. I don't get to do that as much as I used to, but if you stretch back about six or eight months ago, there was, there was a, another podcast. We're good. What happened? Something happened. Uh, I had to hit the low power on my phone. Oh, um, <laughs> There was another podcast with with a, with a lady of the industry, um, out of IFTD, and dude, she said something that hit me so hard about. Uh, so it's April Vokey and, and Larry, right? Um, I even sent her an email about this because she she talked about when she first had her child, and you know they're all like, "Oh, were you so pumped?" And she's like, "No, I wasn't." Like that's where I was at. I'm like, no. Like, man, that had that shit has turned full circle. And like, as I see him and me, or me and him, and as I see it grow, it's wild. Like, it wasn't it wasn't the immediate love. It was like an earned love. Because like you talk to a lot of people, like, oh, you just wait, you're gonna be in love. No, I wasn't. I spent so much time working on me as an individual that all I saw it was like a, this this weird barricade, and now I'm thinking like River Tactical Flies, like maybe at this but maybe when he's in high school I'm like all right you want some money, get hot, you know maybe I'll have something to give him because I at that point I sure as shit probably won't want it. Um, but wait, till my, hook, man. wait till he hooks his own fish up. Wait till he hooks his first fish on his own, man. It's gonna, it, it'll, it'll really light up, man. Seriously, when I seen Chad's kid do it, or, or I don't know if his first fish, but it was one of them, man. I was, and my daughter too, man. It was last year. Oh, it was a great time, man. That, that, that really like you'll, you'll, you'll fish for them more than you'll fish for yourself. But I'm cool with that, like, and, and I'm, and I'm a hundred percent ready for that, like five, six year mark to where. All right, at six o'clock in the morning, jump in the truck with dad. I, I, who knows where we're going? Like, I'm ready for that because that's that's how I grew up. Yeah. That's how Jason and I were raised, man. We got drugged to the place at whatever time it was in the morning, four or five years old, six years old, to the Steelhead Creek. We're going. You're getting, uh, you're jumping on dad's back and you're going across the creek and he's going to catch fish and you're going to reel him in. <laughs> so. That's how every kid should be raised, right? I feel I feel like that's that's a real disconnect with what we see in the world right now. Because there's I, a lot of kids that aren't raising the outdoors. I I definitely listen to the same show that you listen to, Alice, and I felt the same way. But uh, my son, he's 
like I like I've said on previous podcasts, he's he's fucking veal. He's not the outdoor outdoorsy type, you know. And uh, no matter what I try to do to bring him to be the outdoorsy type, he's still fucking veal. <laughs> you know. Dad, I'm gonna raise my do- daughter to be an outdoorsman, and when there's a pretty girl out there that'll drag him into the outdoors, he might follow later. Yeah, he might. But he might not. Dude, like, I, I'm sure he. I'm sure he's still gonna do something dirty to your daughter. As long as they're in the outdoors catching any kind of fish they want, whatever fish it is. It's, that just got real right there. <laughs> Did you hear that, Ellis? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, you had to be a witness to that. <laughs> Look, Ellis pulled his hat down because he didn't want to see that. <laughs> I uh, <sighs> man, I I don't even learn to talk right now. <laughs> no, we, we, we put people there, man. That, that's our job. <laughs> that that's our job is to bring it to real life, brother. <laughs> Awkward moments in real life. So hey, Ellis, we got ten minutes. Uh, three minutes ago, can you give us some plugs real quick? <laughs> what can we uh, what can we? Buy from your River Tactical Flies website. Um, I know you're a loom provider, correct? Yeah, so, so I'm an authorized loom dealer. Um, used to be an authorized tacky dealer. I don't do that so much anymore. Um, I sell Wolf Indian, Wolf Industries fly tying vices. If I don't have them, uh, if there's anything on the website that says it's not available or whatever, 100% drop me a line. I may have it or I can drop ship it. Um, but loon, um, the flies that, 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 that me and my guys tie hundred percent made in the United States by fishy dudes, um, fly tying vices and, you know, man, that's about it. And I've really worked hard last year to limit what I sell and, and figure out what I want my company to be. And, and we are made in the United States flies. That's what we do. Um, just like a lot of the other people and, and, and a lot of your previous guests, um, but that's, I pride myself in that and I'm a broker. So, um, they're going to be a little more expensive because I, I pay these guys decent because they do good work. Um, and again, just jump on there, buy some musky flies. If there's any custom shit you want, um, let me know. And, you know, I think you guys probably follow enough of the same, same pages that I do that, you know, if there's something that, that you ask for, I'll send it to somebody else if I feel like they could do you a better job. Um, there's a lot of other really good fly tires out there. And I'm a firm believer that we got to be brothers of the industry. Um, you know, just like Mark and, and Tony. Um, a, high and tide, a high tide raises there's, all ships, right? Yeah, man. We, we, you know, we're competitors, but we got to be buddies at some point. And we got to realize, you know, for instance, like you want to, you want a 12 inch game changer, like a feathered changer. Like I, yeah, I can do it, but Tony's going to do it a lot better. Um, so here's the, you need to go see like Mark with Buford's like I can tie them and I, I do pretty good at them. Um, but that's kind of his, that's kind of one of his, his, uh, niches. So that's, that's what we got to remember going through this is the guys that are doing it right doing running legitimate businesses we got to support them and we got to watch supporting the people 
that are all about sliding into my DMs for custom orders. Fuck them. Realistically, because they're just killing us. Hey, hundred percent. I I also want you to uh, to promote again the uh, the Project Heal or uh, the veteran water fly fishing. The veteran, the veterans flies that you're uh, you're doubling down on, right? Be careful what you wish for, Chad. I I know. I'm sorry. Like I said, I've been drinking all day. It's okay. I'm going to hold you to this. Yeah, man. My musky flies are doubling down, man. Double down. Whatever whatever Chad can't get in, I'll I'll, I'll try to help his, his numbers out. And it's all right. I, I have enough feathers and enough bucktail over here. I could put a few things out, I'm sure. And I appreciate what you guys are doing. And, I, and you know, realistically, Chad, you flopped it out, and we'll all make it work. But We're going to make it work. I'm, I'm going to promote the shit out of this. <laughs> Fuck so. yeah, man. Sorry, Don't do it. Quiet. I got enough on my Yeah, head. no, Mark, Mark you're you quiet. Should. We're we're going to do this SVS style. We don't, we don't want to, like, burden Urban Flyco. So we're gonna do it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's gonna so, be Jay and I, and Jace is gonna throw one or two in. <laughs> oh fuck! God damn it! Hey guys, we're gonna uh, we're gonna start this group back up just for the last uh, plugs of from Ellis. Well, you know, if I lived on a big musky lake, I would, uh, you know, I'd probably get more keyed in on on flies that I thought would work on musky in a lake, but you know, I was, I cut my teeth and I continue to fish yeah. small Ohio river tribs and creeks and shit. And, you know, I, I see a lot of these really nice flies on a lot of these pages and these guys are tying and they're beautiful. Well, and, and well, knowing that, you know, the, are, have you ever, you say the fish, the bigger fish go out to the big river. Have you ever tried Maybe tackling the big river or so, the bigger water or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, you know, when I, when I, when I talk to you about the Miracle Mile, I mean, we're, we're two tribs down to the Ohio and 50, 50 or 60 miles. So we've we, we fished it down, not quite to the Ohio. Because the Ohio, once you get out that big, man, you're not going to break that water down. You're going to wear yourself out. And you're never going to move a fish. It's my opinion. Until you get to the upper stretches. Unless you're trolling musky plugs, right? And even if you are, man, you're going to get hung up on a damn car or um, (laughs) something else. uh, Like a damn uh, a round bell feeder or some shit. Uh, Not not to cut you off, but that goes into like what you said about like lakes. Take like where we're at now is like almost an 18,000 acre lake. You go out there and just go fish it. No, you're not going to do it. No, nope. you're going to break that thing down and break it off the wind and say, okay, the wind's coming from this corner. I'm protected. And you start breaking every little section of that lake down day by day by day until you can, you can understand and figure. And I know, and I, Mark and I even said, and Mark and I even said when we were out there and we we're watching people trolling around for muskie, why wouldn't we be doing the same thing around where all these guys are trolling around for musky, right? We're not going to not take the knowledge that they've already probably put in the time knowing and, you know, where they're going to be trolling at and then use it 100%. a little bit. They don't, yep. they give us kudos for throwing fly rods. They think we're fucking lunatics. 
Yeah, there's you guys are a couple lunatics out there. There's a reason those guys that are trolling, and I, so that whole trolling thing. And I had a guy ask me about this one time. Uh, he said he asked me if I thought trolling was uh, was sport fishing, and I said trolling's a whole other game, man. Like trolling's like it's like the chest. It's weird, man. It's, it's working the electronics and knowing where the shit's at, where you're at, what you're doing, and it's kind of like you look at those guys up on like up north that are jigging deep for muskie like it's a different game and i respect what they're doing like i i don't i don't have any lack of love for those guys that are trolling it's i'll tell you what even like us we're stripping flies our eyes are glued to the electronics right. we're watching oh, everything. Yeah, all the time. so so we know you know what depth we're at what the temp is if we're starting to move fish or if we need to start shuffling a different you know, maybe breaks or points or gravel or weed or water temp and try to figure that out. And the graph makes all that difference. It It's a different sport. Totally. You know, it's not the same musky fishing. And it's um, cool. And yeah. So I bet you that high-end fucking uh, down-scan technology that I got out there on that boat that I don't know how to use, really. I bet you, I bet you guys could show me all kinds of stuff, how to set frequencies and things. I'm looking at temperature. I'm looking at structure. That's most Every day. You got to mess with it every day because that water changes, that little bit of difference in the clarity, you got to start messing with everything on it in order to get it dialed each day when you're out. And, and like I said, man, like I respect that. I just don't know that that's, and it, and it's just because of of again, you know, it's kind of like uh, like me growing up as a traditional bow hunter, and then you're somebody that grew up as a crossbow hunter. If you want to do that, um, like, <laughs> right? I just call Jason's head shake, but whatever. Um, unless you're a, unless you're a, a a young kid or an, or a senior citizen. Everybody else, should, everybody else, if you're a real man, I, I don't, I won't shoot one because I, I'm hey. not gonna, I'm not gonna settle for using a crossbow. Ellis, but I, I won't Jay's never, one. Jay's never shot a deer with a bow, so we can't take his, uh, his word for anything. But, but no, but I wouldn't settle for just taking a goddamn crossbow out there whacking one because it's legal. That's cheating. If you're gonna go shoot one with a bow, go fucking earn it. Go in your backyard, shoot at a target, put your time in, and then go shoot a deer. I, I'm, I, I just, I'm saying, I'm not gonna go take a crossbow out there because it's the easy thing to do. Go shoot a goddamn deer like I earned it with a bow. That's not really earning anything. Come on, man. So I, you're not I, gonna get set up, set up I'll go shoot one later with a gun when it's legal, though. I'm with it's you, Jeff. <laughs> at least it's fun. <laughs> I I, I will go fish for stock trout, though. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, there's, there's no hate in that. You know, when when my when my daughter and my wife are out, I'll go take a spinning rod and and have fun, and and it's fun for everybody. Hand the kids my rod, you know, hit, hit, you know, hook a fish, hand it to my kid. That's just the fun and and in the in the family float times. Speaking of that, let's bring Alice into some of the uh, the fishing we've done lately. Ellis, your brother Levi does a lot of hybrid fishing. Have you gotten into that lately or at all? I have, and it's actually, that's a really, I've done it with him before, and the place, the, the drainage he fishes 
is a really good central meeting spot for us. Um, yeah. yeah, it it's is. Like, it's like 40 minutes for both of us. Uh, and realistically, in the heat of the summer, when it's hot and the fish are running good, and, you know, they're, they're running at daylight, well, dude, like you go fish, you go get, get hit six or seven of them, and you're back at home by noon. Like, yeah, it's kind, of like, it's kind of like turkey hunting. Like the wives stay happy because like you're back. Although I want to take a nap. Um, <laughs> but you're back. <laughs> Your shoulder gets tired because those things, man, even if they're four pounds, they feel like they're 15. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he's he's got the lock. And actually, my wife went to school right where he fishes. Like, um, so and I'd really like to get I'd like to get the skinny back down on on below the roller dam when when those big when the big schools of the hybrids and the stripers come up and start running those shad because I'm telling you and it's been it's been a, it's been 10 years ago 12 years ago that's the most fun you can have with your clothes on <laughs> when they're boiling like every 10 minutes and you're standing there and you wait for it. You're just sitting there waiting. And then they start boiling and you throw out and you rip like a like a seducer or a clouser and the freight train gone backing. Ah, like ah. that happens like a, a week out of the year and you've got to hit it right. Yeah, man. That's that's what it is, bro. So are, when it's like that, when they're boiling, are you throwing clousers? You throwing deceivers or seducers? You throwing weighted flies or unweighted flies? Unweighted I, flies on uh, well, relatively unweighted flies. They may have like a dumbbell eye, but intermediate line. Because I I know like this time of year I'm throwing weighted flies, and then in the summertime I throw weighted flies until I see them boiling. Then it's unweighted flies and strip that shit motherfucking fast. And it all just depends. And so, so, like, when you see them boiling, too, and this this screwed me last year with Levi. As I was down on a ledge below, and I could see fish boiling, well, hell, they were skipjacks and small hybrids and stripers. But the, the big ones weren't boiling. They were they were still tucked up in the white water. And they're they're hitting on shit like this. Yep. They're not hitting on big, big bait. Yeah, man, it's weird. I... I tied all kind of small clousers last year, like small ones. And then last week I went, I was like, Jay, you got to throw stuff bigger than clousers. Because I was thinking my clousers were like this, average. And I, I tied clousers with this, with, with our hybrids in mind, and they're big. They're not big, they're... I would say three and a half, three and a half, three to four inches, and 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 I tied piles of them. Even Mark said you should tie some smaller, and and I I, I got some other eyes, and I've been tying smaller ones for smallmouth, more traditional style. But for the hybrids, I even tied behind the lead eyes just for the durability of the fly stake to keep all the. No, this should tell you tie them. That's just how you tie them. They get, they yeah, get, you just get, made that up to make it sound like it was like something you thought up beforehand. That was a small thing. I know like how to tie a, a fucking clouser. Everybody knows how to tie a clouser. Durability, dude. You have durability. <laughs> that thing's gonna get hit a bunch of times. You know how to tie a clouser now. 
<laughs> you I have two original clousers. It's all on. It's all on everywhere. You know how to tie clousers. Just a variation. He said, "Leave him alone." <laughs> Just two colors of bucktail. Put it on a hook. Fuck it. It's good. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. As long as there's a bunch of it and they're a little bit bigger than the shitty little ones Chad tied, they're gonna fucking maul fish. I'll tell you that. So Levi's been doing like craft for clousers, and that's the shit. Or weave hair. Weave hair clousers work just yeah, fine, too. I mean, then that, so realistically, my brother is like the, the meticulous attire of the family. I am this wrap some shit on a hook that looks right. He thinks about, and I don't. But like some, if, if I can get my hands on some of his flies, I keep those bitches. And I still can't protect <laughs> them. His cart flies, like, literally, so that whisker tickler that he ties. Yeah. Like, that dude that came to the house is like, hey, you got any of them whisk- whisker ticklers? I said, I got the commercially available ones. He's like, no, 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 no. He's like, you got any, the, you got any of the ones Levi tied? I was like, I got some of them. He's like, well, let me get those. I'm like, nope. You're not. Because, nope. like, <laughs> man, like, he doesn't, he turn, doesn't turn loose of them. I'll tell you well, what, I man. Mean, Levi's had some good well, I flies. Tied, I tied just a longer clouser. Just a longer clouser, you know, and that was it on, on a nice sturdy hook, you know, and uh, Chad, Chad went down there the one day and he, he threw a bigger fly. He's like, God, throw a bigger fly. He, he hooks a couple. He only had an hour. We were supposed to go down there and meet each other. And he, he totally turned me down. He said, the COVID's around. You, you, I can't meet you down there, but you should get down here. I got to leave. That's exactly so, what I said. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I'll go down there. And I went down there. I was like, Jason's going to be mad at me. <laughs> well, I go down, I do exactly what Chad told me to do. I just sink this fly down there, and I strip it exactly how he told me to strip it. And how many did you catch? I caught two. <laughs> All right, no, I had one hit, and I caught one. Really nice fish. And I was only down there for a second. That's long-distance guiding. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh, well, you know. Chad, what, Chad, then Chad sends pictures around to people because he caught a couple, and then somebody, then somebody gets us up, and we're like, he's like, he, t- Chad texts me, I'm just sitting at home hanging out. I thought I was hanging out with my family for the day, and then Chad's like, hey, you want to go meet somebody down there, you know, and keep your social distance? I'm like, sure. <laughs> and I was like, hey, Jace, you want to go fishing? And he's like, hey, oh well, you should go meet this guy down there. Eat money, our buddy. And uh, yeah, Jace meets him down there. They're talking, talking, talking. And, and, you know, you can see, man, when that guy hits the water, his mind, like, starts, like, turning and calculating and turning and turning. You can watch it in his eyes, like, and see how he's, like, breaking down water, you know. We've already all seen a lot of and, you know, fished it all over. But, you know, you could see just the way he was. And, man, I... I took something from him a little bit and the way he was fishing. I'm like, ah, we start. Oh, are know, we still talking about Levi? No, no. I was, I was saying when we went fishing the other day, weird guy down the river. And I just like, I got lost, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying on our striper fishing, we, we, this is oh. like, you know, when Chad, Chad put pictures out and then people were asking us, you know, or not people, a buddy of ours, we took down there. All right, all right. Here, I'm going to tell it. Jason's fucking it up. Butchering it. 
<laughs> no, we were out fishing. That was what Tuesday. We all got out and uh, was able to hit the same stretch of water with a new guy to us to fish with. Mark usually fishes with him. He's tries to tries to uh, well, Scott. keep it musky minded. But this guy fishes for everything, so he was able to grind on some water. We get to fish all the time. Jason did better than I did. I did terrible. Chad caught fish. We had fun. Had a good time. But it was it was like our. I don't know our our first time hitting the water for a you know spring fishing this season you know more more as a collective group out Mark because he won't fish there. Yeah, good, good time, huh? It, That's the second. It, it was awesome. Yeah, it, it's everything you can get. It's everything you get under a dam without musky. <laughs> Because that's what Mark rolls for. Well, <laughs> the fight, like 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 you were talking about the fight, man. Even we were catching the biggest fish I caught was the one I caught when I was by myself, and I got a good decent picture of it. But it still it was probably seven pounds, just under what you, whatever size yours was, Chad. It was just a little smaller. Yeah. And, uh, my dad, my dad. Uh, we took my dad out a few days later, and man, he caught one that was about the same size as the one you caught. Probably it, that fish was pretty big. It was probably around the seven pound mark. What's that, Alice? Did he post that today? Old Ricky Steelhead. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he tried to. Yeah, that was a big one. Yeah, that that he he he. Wow, that day was fun. But uh, the day we went out with uh with Scott, even going back a little bit was, was, uh, was a really, really good time. Uh, we, we had a good time. We caught eight fish. I mean, I had a fun time fighting those fish and you're standing, uh, up to your balls current isn't easy because as soon as they want to turn downstream, all you have to do, you just have to hold your like line tight and just try to wade as far as you can to one of the banks, you know, to get a net. And it's, it, it can make for some some seriously tough fishing, but so like hybrids in my mind, water, and, and you know you can catch a lot of big carp and that's fine. But like hybrids, if you want to see your backing, that's it. I mean, you take a six pound hybrid and then they'll go clear up to fifteen, right? If you want, if you want to initially, if you want a fish to smack a fly and to be gone. That's, that's where it's at. That's the best fight. In my mind, that's the best fight in warm water. I I will tell you what, Ellis. I've caught 14-pound hybrids. I've caught 8-pound hybrids. I've caught 4-pound hybrids. The fish from 4 to, uh, let's say, 6 to 8 pounds are the fucking athletes, man. That's That's the Olympic athletes of the hybrid species. From six to eight pounds. Um, hey, if we uh, if we cut out, guys, I'm down to ten percent of my phone, just so you guys know. And we're gonna roll this bitch till the end. <laughs> yeah, I just thought I had to plug it in. Yeah, I, oh. I can't I can't plug mine in and still record from it. So I I, I have a couple. I went out with uh, Derek and uh, my dad as well a little bit later, doing the same thing and. Jesus, Dad put on a damn clinic. He me me put a. I think he pulled six in. Biggest one being that bigger one he posted today. And geez, he, when he gets out there and he gets in a vendetta, and I I gave him the white and chartreuse and all white with the little chartreuse over the top, uh, flash clouser. 
what else is going to work better, you know? And it was he, when he gets out there, it's, you know, Mark and I talked at the house for just a second and. Hey, if we're, Jay, if we're talking for, if we're talking for just a sec, be at my house at five o'clock tomorrow. Okay. Um, (laughs) but you know, when you get somebody out there that really, really knows what's going on and how, how to read water, do what they have to do, you know, to catch the fish. You know, dad's, dad's that guy, you know, dad, you don't just put my dad near the water. And if you give him a toolbox of, uh, flies that work, uh, you know, it's over, it's over. It's going to happen. Old age and treachery, man, will be all fucking YouTube videos and, and what we think we know. Dude, my old man still to this day will show you shit. You never even, and he hasn't picked a rod up and fucking four four or five years and he will literally he'll smoke you if you give him the right opportunity because he's done it for so long yeah old age and treachery is is a wild wild thing he doesn't get out as much as he used to and he had a, he hadn't got out steelhead fishing as much as he wanted to so you know he doesn't get the thrill off you know the, the stock trout or anything you know really so we went you know we did that one day and the first day with my daughter that was more just a day for her but uh, you know, that day he, he was, he, he had a vendetta and th- the first time he met your uh, brother, uh, they were up in, uh, the Niagara and they, he had a vendetta that day too. They, they put on a clinic and dad put on a clinic, but Derek was there. Uh, another guy we fished with and, uh, his son and, uh, you know, we kept our social distance, but from a distance, I said, those flies will work pretty good. And, you know, just Derek got out there. I, I spoon fed this guy two fish. I said, here, Jace told me this. If you if you put your fly right there in this little pocket, there's gonna be a fish there, and he's gonna clobber the shit out of it. I'm sitting on the shore, and I'm telling him this. I'm I'm coaching him along. He puts his fly out there. This six pound fish just wails the shit out of his fly. Wails, and I'm like, oh, there you go. And it's just pop, pop, and he's trying to catch himself up on the reel already. And I'm like. No, no, just hold, hold your, hold your knuckle in the, in the fly line and hold that fish, hold that fish until if that fish pulls that shit through your fingers. Now, now, you know, now you let go, but you gotta, you don't, you don't want to strip set because you don't want to break your fly line, but you want to, you, you want to, you want to hold them. You want to hold them. You know, I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not great at it either. I'm not perfect, but. Oh man, and then I'm like, all right, do it again, do it again, try it again. Dude, he throws down there again. Boom, another four, four pound fish just comes up, bam, oh. Same, it come it comes on loose, and I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't know what he was doing, but oh, God bless him. He went back over to the shore with his son for a second, and then uh, on the regular rod and reel, he threw one, a uh, game changer he had tied out there. With his son, you know, right there showing his son what, you know, and boom, it gets blown up on, blown up. And I'm like, oh, you know, and they get it in and that was decent, decent three, four pound fish, whatever. And, uh, oh, it was awesome. It was good to see his son was all pumped up, you know, see the fish and right there. And it, it was awesome. His dad put some weight on the line on, on a regular rod and reel and but threw a, like, like a nice split shot, but threw an big game changer he tied you know right behind it it was really cool to see so that was uh that was lights out they were all pumped up you know and see this father-son thing i said you know you make it 
fun for your kid. And like I told some guys up in Erie, look what you have. Like my dad and I are still out there, you know, having a good time. And then later I told my dad, you know, if I caught, I wanted to catch all those right, fish, I would have, right? Yes, <laughs> And he said, no, nah, I don't think so, but uh, that's, that's all right. Straight up. So, but good times. It was, it was a lot of fun. And uh, that, that kind of fishing's lighting up. Uh, as soon as the river goes down, we'll be on my raft trying to get at some other ones at another couple spots we like to frequent that can't get to now. On foot. Did you hear me beep when, when I came by, bud? Oh, when I had to squad down there. Yeah, you fucking jerk. <laughs> hey, I invited you to the last party. I can't invite you to every party. I drive by my favorite fishing spot. There's like 18 guides down there. No fishermen, just a bunch of guides. All guides. One guide. One guide. All, all guides. Simmed out. You're an asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, somebody got to be an asshole, man. It's okay. I'll, I'm going to catch mine. I wait. I only look for the big ones, but I'm, I'm just at home tying and, and getting ready to catch that big one, so. You go get those little ones out the way. I don't I don't play with that shit. You know, funny story though, I, I caught my dad caught the same fish I caught a few days How you ago. Know? Uh there was a big mark, like a big like there was a either a leech or some kind of I don't know, something on its neck. I don't do we have any kind uh, of eel in our river? They get that from running in the spring. It's like their run. They run they push along the rocks in heavy current, dude. That's I don't that's know, what they, man. This is like a this is like a sucker looking at mark underneath. You can see it in a picture. Well, right. It was just rub, rubbed raw from, from hitting the current heads, man. Like, like a steelhead. Like a steelhead would in September. Like a lamprey? It had the same exact mark right underneath its neck and one on its side that was pretty pretty similar. So very willing fish at least. Hungry man, very little bait out there right now. It ain't ain't no big meals out there yet. Crayfish maybe. That's about it. I'm waiting on that 18 pounder too. Uh, I don't know. It's I think it's gonna be that May. That May first week of May and in, in that general area. That's that's our time when you could really you, you'll see groups of fish showing up versus you pick a couple up. I think I think there'll be. If we went down there and had a day of it and spent our time there when they were biting, you know, and paced ourselves, we could catch big numbers. But there's just not a ton of fish there because it's early. We're still at 50 degrees, hoping to warm up soon, probably this week, more rain projected. Yeah, man. But, hey, we're uh, we're running out of time and battery life. Uh, Ellis, can you give us a little bit of plugs for yourself? Yeah, so uh, for anybody out there, given the situation we're in right now, um, and Chad hit it pretty good last week, uh, if you got a little old lady on the road, um, your folks, anybody that's, that's locked in and, and should severely be scared about this, man, run out and get them some bread, wipe it down, get them some disinfectant, get them a gallon of bleach. Do something. If you've got some people that do that, that organization is so close to my heart. Um, if you, if you got a talent, get on some sort of live forum and try to teach some people how to tie some flies, try to do something. Um, and if, if you're interested, jump on, uh, on the river tactical flies, Facebook page, 
or River Tactical Fly's Instagram page. Hit me up. I'll let you know who to get a hold of. Um, and um, so I was talking to Chad's ugly ass, not you. I know. I just did it. Just <laughs> I, I want to reciprocate. Sorry. <laughs> Middle fingers flying. So if you want to, or if you feel the notion to, jump on com, hit PHWFF in the promo code at checkout, and that gets you 15% off. Every fly I sell, I will donate two more back to the vets at Project Handwater. Dad has graciously said that for every musky fly that I sell, he will donate two of his musky flies back. So, uh, two. We should all go buy a dozen now. I feel like that's 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 a winner right there. <laughs> two at least. Yeah, Ellis, I will do that. I will do that. Do not give me a time frame, but I will do that. Time frame. So I will do that. And we'll make it right, regardless. I feel like between the six of us, something will happen. But anyway, get out there and help some people. Um, we'll uh, make this really right, man. For me, because I can't do the do any uh, healing waters or TU events, but get outside, enjoy yourselves, and you know, stay social distances. I don't kiss people and don't fuck, use hand sanitizer. I don't know, but like, just use common sense. Be outside, but be common responsible sense. while you're Amen. doing it. Correctly, <laughs> correct. Be outside. But be responsible while you do it. Yeah, it's the same yeah. thing. Stay, stay, stay a good distance away from fucker. Don't go fucking low hole in someone on a trout stream. Don't go stand next to someone on a beach. You're going to be fine. Just be fucking you know, responsible. If you're in a boat with somebody or a raft, you're probably six feet away from them. Yeah. Don't touch mug, use hand sanitizer, wash your damn hands. Drink enough alcohol. <coughs> who the you fuck know, is that coughing? You're too close to me. Huh? I said, who the <laughs> fuck is that coughing? You're too close. It's called the coronic virus. <laughs> <laughs> and with that said, hey, we are brought to you by Predator Fly Gear. You can find them at predatorflygear.com. A-R-X Hooks. Check them out, arxhooks.com. Tonight's show has been brought to you live from the Urban Fly Company studios. Check them out at urbanflycompany.com. Also, Sims Fishing. Ellis. Find them at simsfishing.com. Ellis, this is you. Oh, is that me? You're pointing the wrong way. Uh, wherever you are. He's got googly eyes. Pointing <laughs> the wrong way. And Queen City Guiding. Why you not fishing? All that kind of stuff, too. Queen City Guiding. Check out Why Not Fishing in her app. Hey, and we really <laughs> want to thank our guest tonight, Ellis King from River Tactical Flies. Go check out River Tactical Flies. If you have any musky or trout needs or wants, go check out River Tactical Flies. All righty, guys. We're checking out for the evening. trifling friend indeed oh she's a gold digger way over time
That digs on me. Uh. She kill me, mom. Now I ain't saying she a gold digger. But she ain't messing with no broke niggas. Now I ain't saying she a gold digger. But she ain't messing with no broke niggas. Get down, girl, gon' head, get down. Get down, girl, gon' head, get down. Get down, girl, gon' head, get down. Get down, girl, gon' head. With a baby Louis Vuitton under her underarm She said, I could tell you rock, I could tell by your charm Far as girls, you got a flock, I could tell by your charm and your arm But I'm looking for the one, have you seen her? My psychic told me she'll have an ass like Serena Trina, Gina, for Lopez, four kids And I gotta take all they badass to showbiz Okay, get your kids, but then they got their friends I pulled up in the bins, they all got a pen We all went to den, and then I had to pay If you fucking with this girl, then you better be paid You know why? Take too much to touch her From what I heard, she got a baby by Buster My best friend said she used to fuck with Usher I don't care what none of y'all say, I still love her Now I ain't saying she a gold digger uh, But she ain't messing with no broke niggas uh, Now I ain't saying she a gold digger uh, But she ain't messing with no broke niggas uh, Get down, girl, gon' head, get down Get down, girl, gon' head, get down Get down, girl, gon' head, get down Get down, girl, gon' head Got one of your kids, got you for 18 years I know somebody paying child 